Judge, we'll start with you. Uh, you've been on our bench since 1995. When did you start on the Municipal Court bench, and why did you move up? I started there on January 10th of 1987. And I moved up because I had gotten so many votes in my re-election that I looked at it and I called all around the state to see if anybody else had gotten that amount of votes, and nobody had. So I said, well, I could win in the county, which was really a, a very difficult task to, to go from the uh, city to the county at that time. Many people had tried it, Catalinas had tried it, Fleming had tried it, Stokes had tried it. None of them were successful, but based upon my vote total, I thought that I could do it. So I tried it and, and I won. And why did you want to be a judge in the first place? I was always involved in politics. And uh, it just seemed to be a natural progression uh, from being a lawyer, just to keep moving up if you were gonna be involved in politics, just to go to the next level. And so I just thought that that was the way to go. Well, let me put that same question to each of you. We'll start, why did you want to be a judge? So I had no interest in politics, still have no interest in politics, <laughs> but I had a desire to help people. And so I thought being a judge would give me that opportunity. Well, I grew up with my mother as a judge, and so I've grown up in this building, um, and I've been exposed to it my whole life. Um, and I'm sure I'm not unique in having, as little girls have their mother as their role model. Um, when I was 17, I got to do a senior project, which allowed me to shadow someone for a month, uh, anything in the world you wanted to do. And I chose to shadow my brother and he was a criminal defense practitioner at the time and his first the first day that i was shadowing he was in a trial and it was like watching magic happen and i was um it was my senior year the end of my senior year so i'm getting ready to take off for college and so i got to see um how litigation actually goes with what when i was old enough to kind of understand what was happening versus when i had been in the building as a kid with my mom and um, hanging out in her courtroom and then I knew exactly I've always known what I wanted to be and then I learned exactly how I was going to become that by working with my brother who I practiced with my whole career before getting elected. So what does it mean for you to follow mom onto the municipal court bench? Um, like my brother and, and we, we, were, I, we were both criminal defense practitioners and I think the folks that do that work want to help people. Uh, municipal court is a perfect fit for me. I'm a people person. There's so much ability to help so many people. There, the the breadth of the work that the municipal court judges can do with as far as community support and community building and diverting people down the right path in life and offering support and resources so that they don't end up upstairs in felony court is remarkable. And so I I want to try and get involved in as many lives in the best possible way that I can. What did it mean to you to follow onto the Common Police Court bench? I, I never would have had this opportunity were it not um, for Judge Saffold. I wouldn't be a judge if it wasn't for Judge Saffold. In addition to that, uh, being able to be on the bench with her is meaningful to me. So the timing is everything, right? Um, she's served the community for over three decades. And now in her last couple of years, we get to be on the bench together. And that's, to me, that's a great privilege. 
and I'll say, Mom, you're hearing some really nice things from your kids. How does that make you feel? Wonderful. I, I am very proud of both of them. Um, we, they both have very strong personalities. They're both very strong. They're both very bright and intelligent and uh, they make wise decisions. And so that's never been an issue for me in terms of that. Um, but to see them grow and to see them develop as, as young judges, it's just outstanding. I, I mean, it's sensational just to be able to watch them and listen to them make decisions. And I've had the opportunity to go and sit in Jeff's courtroom. And of course, he and I sometimes don't see justice the same way, but, uh, <laughs> but he made, he was very careful and he was very deliberate. And uh, as long as the judge is that way, you can respect what they do and the conclusion that they arrive at, even if it's different from yours. Uh, it was a simple situation where he gave the guy two years. He turns to me and he goes, what would you have done? And I said, 45. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so we don't see things all the time the same way, but the way he evaluated it and thought it out was perfect. Did having a mom as a judge, did you both know from the time you were young that law was going to be your career? I was knew I would be a lawyer. Um, you know, from the time I was a small child, I was told, you argue too much, you're going to be a lawyer. Um, so I always knew I would be a lawyer. I initially wanted to follow my father's footsteps as a physician, um, but it wasn't for me. The law was, was, uh, was my, my place. Um, so I practiced law for 27 years before I became a judge. And it wasn't with an eye towards being a judge, it was an eye towards doing the work I was doing. And there just came a time where I began to feel like um, I needed to serve the community in a greater way. And, and there was no better place for me than the bench. Um, I think I've always known, and like Jeff said, our family's kind of bifurcated between medicine and, and law. Um, but I was, it, it's the most exposure I had, I think was here in the building and with my brother, my mother uh, coming down here when we had school days off, I was here. If uh, and like I said, my shadowing the month I spent shadowing my brother, um, and I, I've always been a helper. So um, and it's something I teach my kids even watching the news when some there's so much terrible stuff you see on the news. But every time we watch, I say, look at all the helpers who've shown up to try to fix things. So it wasn't you pushing, saying, I think you should be a lawyer. Oh yeah, I told them both that. I always tell everybody that. I tell everybody that uh, they should be a lawyer. I, I think that it's an honorable profession. I think that, you know, there's law besides litigation. And so there are some people that are researchers. There are people that do these things now with the media. There's all kinds of things you can get into at, in the practice of law. So I tell everybody that it's just a way of thinking. Have any uh, like uh, specific good memory of when you were little and seeing mom in action in the courtroom? Like anything popped to mind? I remember. I, I just remember as a child uh, coming down to the the building and being able to get up on the bench and uh, I, and you know when their little kids come through the building, everyone gets excited anyway. So I felt special because I think I was a breath of fresh air and a boring work day for a lot of people. <laughs> but I'm um, just. Uh, being able to, to sit on the bench and um, and and playing with the gavels because they seem like toys and 
Um, she used to wear collars all the time. And so the, the just all those aspects, I think, stood out for me. My situation's a little bit different because I'm, I'm almost 20 years older than Sydney. Um, but I certainly have childhood memories, but childhood high school and then into college, right? Um, watching Jen Saffold on the bench and, and, and seeing her um, sort of personify that image of the tough judge. Um, so that's in me from having watched her do it. Um, that's not to say I always agreed with her sentences, but, but, <laughs> Sorry. but I did have the experience of seeing um, this African-American um, sort of image of strength. And so um, it, I'd be foolish to believe that it didn't have a positive effect on me. Well, Judge, let's talk about that positive effect. How would you like your legacy to be seen? I would like to be remembered for the many situations that I've helped people. I would like to be remembered uh, as a person who made all defendants who did not graduate from high school get a GED as part of their probation. I do it all the time. I've consistently done it for the last 37 years. And many people have come up to me and said, but for you making me go and get a high school diploma, I never would have done it. And I think that changes your life, you know, when you, when you have a, a high school diploma. Um, I would like to be remembered for some of the positive things, like uh, I had a, a group of black girls in a gang and I made them all go to college, you know. Um, I made some blind kids who abused and beat up their one of their uh, classmates. I made them all go to college in Washington, D.C. because they have a college for the blind. And um, they're all professors now. And uh, so I would like to be remembered for some of those kind of things. What do you two see her legacy as being? I know growing up, I remember, and even as an adult, even in my campaign as recently as this campaign, uh, there are lots of people who I think she positively impacted. There's a councilwoman whose chief of staff was a, a defendant in your courtroom who just finished her PhD program like last summer, I think, and she said, but for your mother, that couldn't have happened. Um, I guess I'd like to, I think I consider myself part of her legacy and uh, ideally the good work I intend on doing. Um, is being part of it as well, um, which I imagine might be the best part of your legacy. <laughs> and, um, and, and just uh, and pouring into people in the right ways and um, and trying to heal and make whole that which I can. Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I think about the bench because I've practiced in front of this bench for um, almost 30 years, over 25 years. Um, as a lawyer in Common Pleas Court, and um, she's been there almost that entire time. How long have you been in Common Pleas Court, Judge? Since 1995. Yeah, so since I finished law school. So she's been the constant uh, representation of, of uh, an African-American presence on the Common Pleas Court bench. And, you know, you had 33 judges, and, and right now we have uh, four African-American judges. Um, three women and one uh, man. Uh, and and just Collie Williams is a wonderful judge and Judge Turner is a wonderful judge. But Judge Saffold's been a steady presence throughout. Um, somebody that the community could depend on 
Um, and so I think that's meaningful. Um, I think not enough respect is given to longevity. And you mentioned that just as we're going into Black History Month, and Judge, you and I have talked about Black History Month uh, several times in the past. Uh, do you, and I'll ask all three of you, do you see yourselves as somebody in this position that young kids, young women can look up to and say, just like you said, I can do that? Absolutely. There's no question that um, when young kids see a female in a position, then they say, I can be that. There is a picture in the Smithsonian of um, Obama, Michelle Obama. And there's a little black girl that goes there and Michelle Obama has a pole sort of like this. And the little girl goes and stands under the picture and she goes in the same kind of pose as Michelle Obama. It is heartwarming to, warming, to just watch it. And what she's doing is imagining herself being in that role. And since um, we've started running, since blacks have started running in, in Cuyahoga County, you see a steady increase. And that's because they see other people doing it and they say, okay, I can do it too. They need to see us because they need to know that they can be us. And the only, the best way for them to do that is to be around us, talk to us, see us interact, and, and uh, sort of accept us as people in the community. You know, honestly, I think it's even bigger than that. I think it's less about um, young people thinking that they might be a judge one day. Um, there are very few judges, only 33 judges in the county. Um, I think it's more about uh, young black people feeling like they're gonna get a fair shake within the system. Um, you know, there's just a far greater chance as a young African-American that you're gonna uh, come into the system at some point, uh, whether you're as a victim, a witness, or a defendant, than there is that you're gonna go to law school and become a judge. If I can help people to feel like they could become a judge, great. That's, I'm happy to do it, I'm help. One of the reasons why I ran was because there were no black men on the bench. And so I, I thought, I should fill that void and then hopefully more African-American lawyers will start thinking of themselves as possible uh, judges. So I, although I appreciate Judge Saffold's point, I think it's even bigger than that. I think that um, black people need to feel like they're gonna get a fair shake within the system. And if they look at a bench that's got 33 faces on it and there are zero black men or one black man and they're a young black male, um, they might be more inclined to run from the system than, than uh, to, to fight their battle within the system. Senior Judge Saffold, is there anything you would like to say to your kids? Focus on the law and facts. Um, and when making assessments of cases, remember that most human beings are good and try to do as much good as you can. But there are some people that have to come out of society. Don't look at me like I don't know that. <laughs> there are. Is there anything either of you would like to say to Mom? Well, I, I guess I hope uh, we can both make you proud. I hope I make you proud. Um, and my intention is to, to do right by people in the best possible ways. Um, and I hope that I conclude my career having been on the bench almost as long as you, because I think you might have been younger than I am. Yeah, I was 34. You, yeah, when you got elected. But 
Um, I hope to have a just as long, almost as long of a career um, as you have. I think that would be remarkable. Well, you know, I appreciate the path that you you have set out for us, and and I've said it many times. I think I said it in this interview. I know, and I never lose sight of the fact that I would not be a judge were it not for Judge Sappold. I might be a different kind of judge now than Judge Sappold <laughs> has been, but nonetheless, I'll always know that the opportunity that I talk about, I, I owe certainly in part to Judge Sappold. I think that it's about service. I think that. Um, I think that it's a good family energy that we bring. I think that both of them are gonna really, really put a lot into trying to be the best that they can be. And I think that they're gonna make the community proud. I really do.